This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by HelloFresh. And right now, you listeners can save $30 on your first week of deliveries by going to HelloFresh.com and entering promo code LASER30. Of Laser Time, the internet's, I'm going to say, fourth leading pop culture show before I drag it into the mud with this idea I have not even told you guys about. No. We choose a different topic every week, grab you some, some fun sounds, do some research, consult the experts to bring you a fun show Well, you're learning a little something and laugh too. Hi, welcome to Laser Time. I'm Chris Antista. I'm Dave Very Curious Rudden. Yeah. Diana Confused Goodman. <laughs> I'm used to Chris leading me into dark rooms, Matt J. Exactly. <laughs> So this is, it's way better than Robert Loja would even lead you to believe, because the thing I've done here, It Stinks, not only is Diana on a show with the Talking Simpsons kids, but with Talking Critic? On, talking Critic. You can get that on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. And her husband, Michael. Uh, there was some stuff recently that led me to believe critics fucking suck, <laughs> and I hate them. And what I wanted to do, and this will be in the form of a quiz... I tried to find a list of the best things in the world and the people who hated them. Uh, and unlike the Hollywood sex ring, I'm going to name names. So, but I do not. I encourage you to not track these people down if they are still alive, or, or bother them over their opinion for this beloved product. But I have a bunch of stuff here, and I w I'm going to read you some excerpts, and I'm going to want you to answer what is this. What is being talked about here? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that got me started on this kick, uh, Mario Super Mario Odyssey came mm -hmm. out, which is just one of those things that's just so super universally beloved. Yeah. And I went to go check, like, what's the lowest review? What's the lowest review say about this? And that was one of the things that kicked it off. And that that review come becomes translated from a Serbian website. <laughs> got a seven point five. Hate Italians.org. <laughs> it is a beautiful polished game, but however many details may be in it, ultimately it feels spare. If you are a fan of the series and its perfectly balanced challenges, my mustache heart's torn, but I have to say it, you'll probably end up disappointed. There's only eight hundred moons. That's <laughs> not that many. Yeah. What well, like when this came out there was I remember I saw a couple like in the Laser Time community, mm -hmm. people pointing out, like, "Oh, did you see this uh, Jim Sterling review?" And it was like, "That's a doctored screen that someone just yes. made." Like mm -hmm. he didn't say that it is terrible and it's indicative of the Switch, which is also bad. That's the opposite. And as an example, uh, someone took think. the time to doctor a review. Yeah, yeah, to make mm -hmm. up a fake review to get people mad, and or, it worked. Or in the case what? of in the case there's of there's always, I mean, if there's if there's any decent criticism in the universe. Which maybe there isn't. There's always <laughs> one contrarian anyway. You don't need yeah. to pretend. Yeah, Whatever. Just have well, someone's grandma plays the game and say, I don't like it because of my arthritis. And it'll go after Fuck her. Fuck you, grandma. Yeah. He particularly has had a reputation for a long time as a bit of a contrarian, uh, which is like, don't we need that? Like, isn't yeah. it good to have a guy who like... Sometimes, but yes. I, I'll talk a little more about... Well, we have some games in here. We have games, yeah. movies, oh. and television shows, and some music uh, mm. on, the, on the board. I want to talk about a couple things that got me interested in this. Because we, Dave and I have been professional critics before. Mm -hmm. We've waited on stuff. Game reviews don't really give you a lot of space to create incite yeah. anger that a film reviewer or Jim Sterling will do. Uh, but I was looking back at things I love that people hated. One of them we were talking about on 302010, the show we do about 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Uh, it, it was Starship Troopers, which is something I just mm. immediately loved and the world hated. And I wanted to see how people treated... Uh, some someone connected with that film. So here's an example of what I'm going to ask you: uh, If it's violence you're after, this movie now showing at the National has uh, gives full value. Everything's constantly on the move in the movie, uh, full of camera and computer tricks. If you glance away, chances are you'll miss somebody being blown away. Fortunately, the victims of the handheld cannons that everybody shoots at everybody else take so long dying that you'll have plenty of time to enjoy their pain. Do you know what movie I am talking mm, about? Starship Troopers. I said related to Starship Troopers, oh. Dave. Oh. Uh, related to Starship Troopers. Wing Commander. Ooh, sorry, no. And I'm gonna, it, I have more Rob, specific lines. Cop? I have more specific lines as we go. In the next line, I was going to read, when a baddie goes crashing into a toxic waste tank. There you go. Yay. It is RoboCop. Uh, so it'll get more specific <laughs> as we go. Um, here's, here's just to try it out. This is a movie I didn't see because I read all the reviews and they told me it was terrible. I was looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I knew everybody. I knew the people involved. I wanted to see it. 
but this was said about it. It is such a forgettable, undistinguished movie that it begins dribbling out of your mind almost as soon as you exit the theater. Drably shot, unimaginably written, and shallowly acted. This movie, uh, this is from the Chicago Tribune in mm-hmm. 1999. Fight and Club. it is a comedy. No. Uh, the Curse of... This This actually doesn't have a reveal, a good reveal. It's a comedy. Um, it's the mm-hmm. first movie by this person, but he had been he had made a... Rushmore? Big, big splash on television? No. Oh, uh, oh. Well, that wouldn't be his first either. And mm-hmm. critics are not kind to comedies usually, but they were particularly unkind to this. And listen, listen to this quote. I didn't get this person's name. No, but wow. that's not close. <laughs> um, <laughs> comedy classic from 1999. Um, There's something about Mary? It's it. American Pie. The curse of movie or TV success is that allows you to, for a while, to get away, to get almost anything greenlighted by studios. That's what this movie turns out to be. Almost anything. What kind of fucking... <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, uh, the, this is a comedy. It stars... No, I'm not going to say that. It's got a cameo from Orlando Jones. Oh, is it Evolution? <laughs> it's not a cameo. He's all over that movie. Uh, the Time Machine? Here's the next line in the review. <laughs> oh, that was good, but it's not a comedy. But... <laughs> it's not. It's, I think it's a couple years later, too. Yeah. It's a classic comedy from 1999 with Orlando Jones that is an evolution. Cameo. Scary movie. Uh, he's just getting off cracked. I don't believe in downsizing. This relates directly oh, to the movie. Office Space. It is Office Space. Uh, office oh, Space sells magazines in that yes. movie. I was so... But I make an exception for Office Space. As Beavis and his buddy might said, this take this movie and shove it. They don't First, say that! Nobody no. has ever said that! You have never seen Beavis and Butthead in your life, oh and King of the God. Hill is something you would probably like, you idiot. But it, it made me so mad that I didn't go see Office Space, because it, my friends were like, nah, I got bad reviews. Never again did I... did I, I always read reviews, but never again did I judge what I wanted to see. Quote like, Beavis and Butthead, ha ha, I think this sucks. But this, the movie did poor... Like very poorly when yeah. it came out, and it's now a modern mm. classic. It's had like yeah. seventeen DVD releases, cast reunions. Everybody loves Office Space. Mm. A red stapler just for <laughs> fans of this film. Yes, a red stapler. Uh, World of Warcraft commercials. This is true. This is true. But you guys get you get a sense of yeah. what we're about to do here. Okay. Um, I mean, I do because I've gotten all the answers right so far. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna come back. I'm gonna take. I'm. Gonna, you guys don't know what I have on this list, but we're taking you out with uh, some music here. Uh, so the listeners are all clued in. I can't wait to do this. I'm we'll be right back in a second with more of our quiz on how critics suck. I'm being so sincere. What's up, everybody? Chris here to tell you that you can go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code LASER30, as in our name and the number 30, and save yourself $30 on your first week of HelloFresh deliveries. I've been saving a ton of money and time all year just by getting fresh food and amazing recipes shipped directly to my door. And that is about to become a much bigger issue with the holidays coming up. Your money and time are going to be all over the place from about now till the end of the year, so why not cut out a couple trips to the grocery store and put some cash back in your pocket by getting HelloFresh delivered directly to your door. Here's a look at some of the holiday-inspired ingredients coming this month. Meatloaf a la mom with roasted root vegetables and thyme gravy, pan-seared scallops and heirloom tomatoes, mashed potatoes and Meyer lemon, figgy pork tenderloin with green beans and rosemary potatoes, butternut squash and sage risotto with parmesan and pepitas, thyme gravy chicken and roasted carrots, and cacio e pepe potatoes. I hope I pronounced that right. Of course, with HelloFresh, you get to pick what recipes you want, how often you want them to show up at or around your holiday plans to avoid all that hustle and or bustle, and these delicious meals break down to less than $10 a meal. I swear, I was a total kitchen noob about 18 months ago, but HelloFresh ships only the exact quantities of the ingredients you need with full-color recipe cards that help you prep Major League meals in six simple steps. And once again, you can save $30 on your first week of delivery simply by going to HelloFresh.com and entering promo code LASER30, that's our name and the number 30, to save big on great meals.
Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010. Here's a clip from 2007. Now one's bald, one's in a boat, and they're both unconscious. Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> DreamWorks, B-Movie. Jesus, B-Movie. How is it like Jerry Seinfeld's done like three things since Seinfeld well, ended, and this is one of them. Have you seen this? No. This movie is really weird. I've only ever watched this movie sped up every time the word B is said. <laughs> I, I was trying to find part yeah. of that clip. I was, I was Me gonna say, too! I was going to say, be... when you edit this, can you speed it up every time we say B movie? <laughs> B, 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 B. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LaserTimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. Laser Time, second segment. Listeners, do not give away what that song was to Diana, Matt, or Dave, because this is a quiz about a uh, about music. Mm-hmm. William F. Buckley, can you guess this band? Oh my! William F. Buckley of the at, at the Boston Globe said, uh, "This band is not merely awful." I would consider it sacrilegious to say anything less than they are god-awful. They are so unbelievably horrible, so appalling, unmusical, so dogmatically insensitive to the magic of the art that they qualify as uh, crowned heads of anti-music. Uh, Bare Naked Nirvana? Ladies. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies and Nirvana. <laughs> no, uh, but I would love to hear what William F. Buckley has to say can, about Can you give us a year? Um, or would that give it away? I much? would say the mid-60s. The Beatles? Um, or Stones? It is exactly. It is the Beatles' appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, oh, their debut, televised debut God. in America, and there's a whole article about critics savaging the wow. Beatles. You know who else hated the Beatles then? Who? James Bond. That's true. Yeah. That's true. James Bond has a line in which Goldfinger, movie? Goldfinger about how much the Beatles, the Beatles suck. Without earmuffs. Listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. That's rape. <laughs> Sorry. But you see, um, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to burn off some video games because trying to do this for video games was really hard. Mm. Unlike film reviews, which can be, Jesus Christ, gamer people obsessed with game reviews shut the fuck mm. up about objectivism. Doesn't <laughs> really exist. All game reviews tend to fall in line with one another. Trying to find the lowest review for a revered game that we all know was super difficult because unlike films... Gaming thrives on innovation. And if you think of something clever or a gimmick, that can buoy your score. I looked at Halo. Nobody gave Halo anything that could be construed below a nine. Mm-hmm. Because wow. even if you don't didn't enjoy the game, like this is pretty fucking impressive. Bioshock Infinite. Huh? What about that? Bioshock I didn't look I didn't look into that. I wanted it to something great, that you assumed. I wanted to find something that is so revered by everybody it seemed insane mm-hmm. that someone wouldn't like it. And it was a little difficult. Halo was was difficult. But if that carried over for movies, Robert Zemeckis would be the greatest director of all hmm. time because he tends to not only, only make Beowulf and its motion capture technology. The walk, what's the movie? The line, the walk, the, the walk. walk. Yeah. That would be the greatest movie ever made, according to a game review. And there was already a great movie based yeah. on that story. A documentary <laughs> still is um, great. It's great. But the game reviews are really weird, and I wanted to see if you could guess this game. And this is the most negative review, not necessarily a negative review. Mm-hmm. The problem is that it is so quick. Players wanting to get their money's worth will want to play through again and definitely crack through the challenges. But the idea of the game ends up being more more brilliant than the game itself. Bioshock? Ooh, Diana, it is not Bioshock. Ah. It is not Bioshock. Portal? It is absolutely Portal. Yeah. It, is, it is an IGN individual review of Portal Dang. from 2007. And Which came with seven other games. Not if you were on PC. You could uh. buy it alone, but it wasn't expensive. Yeah, it was, um, how much was it? And this is what's great. Everything about how dated this review is. We definitely recommend getting this one with the orange box rather than purchasing it alone. Regardless, we definitely had a lot of fun uh, with what is there and appreciate the level of polish that went into the presentation. We're definitely interested to see where Half-Life 2 Episode 3 goes now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yes, there. That was the exact exact, the exact reaction I wanted, Dave. That's how old the article is. Um Man, IGN looking forward to that. So, but games are really. Click this link to see if Chell made the hottest babes in gaming. Games are really hard. I will try to look for. Here's here's something that's not a review, but a prediction. 
Let's see if you can guess what this is. Think video games. The joysticks are wireless with no other cartridges are compatible with this thing. A keyboard may at some point be sold as an accessory. Is it for joysticks. the N64, or not N64, like the original Nintendo Entertainment System? Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Considering that the video game market in America has virtually disappeared, this could be a miscalculation on Nintendo's part. Described as similar to Atari's never released 77... <laughs> How do you say it's 7800? 7800 system, and as an improvement over ColecoVision, the AVS features of a Nintendo Games Hall of Fame series and a light wand that is intended for target type games. <laughs> it's such a, it's, and this is from a 1985 prediction in Electronic Games Magazine yeah. by Kurt Stone. So Please is this after the when it was like shown at Macy's or whatever? Yeah, and that's that's the difficult thing about games from this period. I was trying to go back and find like, did anybody review arcade games? Show me the asshole who slanders Donkey Kong. <laughs> but like, it, everything was a slow trickle, a rollout. People didn't experience games at the exact same time if you had a nintendo odds are you did not get a 1985 if you lived outside of new york because that's they it went there six months later it went to la chicago san francisco and probably not to a town like mine for another 12 months so you didn't get to play it together when i worked at GamePro, it was weird to like go through old issues and Mm -hmm. like i would look up like institutions and see like when was the first time this thing was in the magazine so Mm -hmm. like the first time grand theft auto 3 was in the magazine it took up like a a quarter of a page for the preview, like mm-hmm. one image in like three sentences. And I, I distinctly remember looking up when was the first time Super Mario World was in there, there and it was uh, a report from some Japanese press conference and wow. talking about how the new game will have Mario riding a dragon named Yasi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, like you had to, you had a deadline and not good translation and. Uh, <clears throat> That's forever in print for for some reason. You know, I never really thought about it until just now. The idea that the Nintendo Entertainment System cartridges were a lot bigger than like the Commodore sixty four cartridges. Needlessly so. so. Yeah, the chips are like this big. Look at how big this goddamn thing is. And it doesn't work with my other video game system. ColecoVision is a little teeny thing. It's smaller than an A track. It's got to be better. They wanted you to think of A tracks and VCRs. They wanted they wanted Americans to not think of it as uh, as a tech device. Weirdly, mm. just so it, had, it was a toy. It's a toy. Yeah, yeah. plug yeah. this big weird thing into it. That's why it didn't. The Famicom fun. is a top-loaded system, just like every other Nintendo mm. system after that, uh, but not the NES. Mm. Very weird. But I wanted to get some video games out there because I know you kids love your goddamn video mm-hmm. games. But it's mu- it was much harder to do this with because every you're not. It's really hard to find a film with out negative reviews yeah. yep. uh, I looked up several games that I just I cannot believe there's not a single negative review there is a movie I found with no negative reviews huh. and I'll tell you later in the program mm. uh, but let's try this again can you guess this movie uh, this is a review from the New Yorker this is a film that's totally uninterested in anything that doesn't connect with the mass audience there's no breather in the picture no lyricism it's enjoyable on its own terms but it's also exhausting too Star Wars that was very, very fast. Oh. <laughs> that was very fast. I just think I like the uh, biggest crowd pleaser. Which is funny because the first Star Wars is like the least broad and crowd pleasing of all of them, I think so. I, no, I, 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 I think no, nothing very, works I, in Star I'm Wars. Not with, the prequels. Even though, no, no, nothing you know, works in the Star Wars universe without how well Star Wars Even that works. review had yeah. a caveat like, it's fun. It, it is. Yeah. No, I've, I've read that review. I mean, I've read... It's, it's a, Pauline it's Kale. It's the Pauline Kale review. From yeah, 1977. I've read it. Oh, yes. About, I've read this one. Too. It's where, like a legendary review. Yeah. yeah, where she talks about it's like having a box of Cracker Jacks that's just toys, no <laughs> no candy. It's it's just payoff. Pauline well, Kale, this won't do. She's like famous for like loving trash cinema. She's like famous for like, you know, like elevating like, you should watch these movies that you probably think suck. And then she says Star Wars is like hmm. gives it yeah. a bad review. I love Pauline But none of us are trashing Pauline Kale. She goes, she goes <laughs> on great. to say... Star Wars may be the only movie in which the first time around the surprises are reassuring. It's an epic without a dream, but it's probably Ooh. the absence of wonder that accounts for the <laughs> film's special. You what? Luke wow. standing on the sand absence dunes of, and looking at that those is two the suns? one thing she compliments. Yeah. Oh, does she? Okay. Yes, the, the double sunrise <laughs> or sunset. That is she's, that's the only thing that's that looks magic shot in the movie. Star Wars. That and yeah. Luke uh, in Return of the Jedi when R two shoots his lightsaber and he catches it, mm. and you see him look at it and then pop it and just kind of Luke almost goes like yeah, yeah. like that's the best. Let's I think about rock. the exactly. Yeah, I think he's like. He's like, I'm going to fuck some shit up right now. Like, I think about that shot. <laughs> That's the first thing I think of when I think of him in the black, uh, just wrecking the shit out of that whole barge, like, doing that <laughs> whatever, like, lumberjack style of Jedi fighting that he does that day. <laughs> Goddamn, that scene's so good. <laughs> and I'm going to try and throw you for a loop on this one. This one, hmm. I'm going to call this, this is the highest rated, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the highest scoring on Rotten Tomatoes in its series. And I think it's in the it best. Series. In its series. Okay. I think it's the best version Mm -hmm. of what this is Mm -hmm. Uh, and most critics agree except for this one of the Metro Times 
Uh, while zooming, while the zooming, soaring and whipping around pleased the Chuck E. Cheese crowd, <laughs> it left some of us adults snoozing in our seats for a butt-numbing two hours plus. Winter Soldier? No. Here's what you need to think about. Kids, mm-hmm. two plus hours. Hmm. Series of films. This oh, movie lacks Prisoner the depth. Of Azkaban? Damn, oh, damn yes. David! Wow! Look at the correct answer, David. Damn! Let me yearning for the days of Christopher Columbus. It's, <laughs> it's just that there's like complimentary shit to the first two movies, and like you're an idiot and bad at your job. Yeah. Those first two movies are terrible. I mean, they're enjoy. I, I'd read they the were, books. There was nothing like them when they came out. Yeah, yeah they're just like yeah, they're, they're flat. Fine. They're, they're flat. So they're, Boring. They're, they're, they're like, boring and, they're and visually also, uninteresting. And they're also about the most boring time of Harry's life. Where, yeah. Where, like, the biggest problem was, oh, no, a goblin is in the bathroom. <laughs> like, really? You got way tougher shit in your future, kid. It's <laughs> like listening to an audiobook. It's like it's just this, straight up automatically adapted. literally the, the, the thing I yelled as I was walking out of the movie theater <laughs> after seeing the first one. Because Michael read the book. He really liked it. And I'm like, okay, I'll find yeah. out what's going on. I'm like... That's just a freaking audio book. Yeah. They Somebody just, just kept, reads the book, too. Kept yeah. telling me what to feel instead of showing me. I, in the first couple movies? Oh, the first the two. First, yeah, the first I remember the watching this. I, remember, I, I was remember reading the books. And he like, had to drag me by my fucking hair mm. to see the third one, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember reading, like, I'd read the first two books, and I'm seeing the first movie. I'm like, there's no, here, I'm making a list in my head. Here are the things they're going to cut out for the movie. And the fact that you didn't. You didn't mm-hmm. cut that out at all. This was not necessary in a yeah. film. And this is a really long kids film. But the third one is astonishing. It defines, yes. it not only sets the tone for so like, good. I think what the rest of the series is really about. Because the first two are just self-contained kid plots. And now yeah, yeah. we're introduced to a grand Hogwarts, like magical world conspiracy in Azkaban. New characters, new leagues of people, allegiances. Uh, and the look of the universe is defined in the third one. Oh, Universal yeah. Studios, like when you look when you're looking around there, yeah, like, that's what they're going. That's for. all Quaron. Like that's yeah. that's that's his touch to the series. Because before that, oh my god, the bland courtyard of Hogwarts. Hogwarts is just <laughs> yeah. a white building. Yeah, it, it the, looks like they shot it in an office park. What's <laughs> well, the first one that's like? This is some dark and scary shit going mm-hmm. on, and this should be reflected. The fact these kids all live in this big gothic building, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be looking at moving staircases and going like, "Wow!" They should be looking, and going like, "Oh shit, that's dangerous." Yeah, I'm away from my parents for the first time. I'm in this crazy changing place. Uh, mm-hmm. I could literally die at any second from any number of things. It's like mm-hmm. any one of these stones could just fall right off this building, man, and I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. You make me get on a broom and fly around with oh, no seatbelts. This is a class. All right, but enough Harry Potter. Where's ye old liability insurance for Hogwarts? <laughs> uh, enough Harry Potter. We got to jump into our next uh, next thing. Let's. Mm. I'll just say it's a film. Uh, can you guess what this film is based on its negative review? The picture's chopped up into short scenes, so there's no sustained acting, and you can't tell whether this person is a very fine actor or not. Any guesses? The King's uh, Speech. No. <laughs> uh, the Matrix? Oh, that was so specific. No. But keep those in mind for no reason. Um, you were so upset when somebody gave a bad review to The Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> I was not, because that movie's terrible. Um, there are some sensational so- shots, yes, but I don't think it took any great imagination to write this story. Any other guesses? This is from the LA Times. Mm-hmm. Can we get a year? No. <laughs> uh, and if this picture is released... I think paying customers will go out of curiosity to see something that has gotten such great controversy rather than because it is a great film. Kane? It is Citizen Kane. Yes! Oh, it is Citizen Kane. Was really, I was waiting for it. I knew there was going to be one for Citizen Kane. It is Kane. the LA Times. The fucking LA Times. And Which was not the first paper, y- You will win this whole contest and we'll shut this show down if you can tell me who wrote this. Sto- who wrote this these words. Oh. It's in the LA Times. Because here's the interesting thing. Much like video games, uh, Citizen Kane was a critical darling. It was a yeah. box office bomb. So the mm-hmm. p- people didn't see it, so it was not successful. But critics, all critics liked it for yeah. the most part. It, I don't know what kind of censorship this is called, but it's like a lie of omission. Remember, the controversy around Citizen Kane was that he was the, the movie is a, making fun of William Randolph Hearst, a, a newspaper magnate, and he didn't allow people to review the movie in his paper. So it's just, it wasn't censored. It just wasn't written about. People weren't allowed to talk about it, and it just disappeared and didn't get seen. But one person did talk about it. Um, it one per- negative. Oh. The person who did it negatively, not typically a film reviewer. That makes me want to say it's Luella Parsons or Hedda Hopper. It is Hedda Hopper. Yes! It is Hedda wow. Hopper. Ow! 
Can you tell people who Hedda Hopper was? Uh, they, Luella Parsons and Hedda Hopper were both gossip columnists. Yes. Ah. Uh, and, and this uh, is, is involved in a feud between the two of them because yeah. she was working for Hearst or something like that. I want to say Parsons is working Parsons for Hearst. Parsons was working for Hearst, and, and this is Hedda Hopper taking jabs at Parsons. Right. Um, yeah, so Par- I think Parsons was working for Hearst, and there's a story that maybe uh, she got a job. Literally, her contract was for life, and she might have been blackmailing him over something. Um, but yeah, so they were just you know gossip columnists who had incredible amounts of power. Yes, the and are one of them in feud. Yes, is it Hedda Hopper? Parsons? I'll look it up. Keep going. Diane. Okay. Tell me more about whatever. Hedda Judy Davis. She's a queen. But it's insane um, how like this these fig- these figures don't exist anymore. Maybe the per- Perez Hilton is one of these figures. I guess so. But I mean, that they would work in concert Candy. with like the studios and studio fixers of like, look, our guy just got busted for weed with someone underage, <laughs> and how about I feed you this like four bit other juicy stories if you keep this one out and be like okay and then she turned right back around and be like hey i kept that weed thing out of the paper <laughs> so now you're gonna give me dirt and blah 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 <laughs> it was very evil yes yeah, she, but... she is in the feud judy davis plays Hedda oh, hopper with a, the so woman in the giant hat strutting <laughs> yeah. around like she fucking owns the place yeah she's got the great line about like i think about all the people's lives i've ruined and i feel like i've accomplished something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that i don't know that Please look up or see the documentary The Battle Over Citizen Kane. I think yeah. it's all on YouTube. It's a fascinating story of a, a film that wasn't allowed to live. But let's shift. But to- I would think as her as Hearst competition, they would be like, "This is the best movie ever made." Yeah. Hearst mm. is a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> I just I, she clearly got in on the screening, but she's not a film reviewer. Typically, no, she's not just. At all. And this is this was not in a review column. It was in another a column trashing a bunch of other people. I tried to tell um, that lady not to come in, but just look how big her fur coat is. <laughs> her so head's too wide. I can't even reach her. Just just <laughs> to get something more modern, I decided to find a negative, and I didn't do this with anything else really. But I tried to find a negative review of Citizen Kane, a modern one. So why not go to Amazon and check and see what the <laughs> star reviews has to say? Uh, oh, uh, I uh, can guess. Shit dog 420. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Agent Smith 69 says, <laughs> one star. I felt that this movie deserved less than a star, because, but I couldn't put any fewer than one. I felt that this, because this movie was quite long and very uninter- un- uninteresting. Mm. His next point a doozy Rick and Morty's really good it had no color (laughs) it was utterly depressing the camera angles were okay but the acting really wasn't too good all the actors were always interrupting themselves or each other and it just didn't flow well in my mind and this is my favorite line of all time it's just like the Blair Witch Project I mean he's right so Brett Elston wrote this right (laughs) it's just like the Blair Witch Project a lot of people watch Citizen Kane because of the hype and find themselves disappointed. It's sad but true. Citizen Kane was a real disappointment. Totally unoriginal plot. Bad lighting. Cheesy sets. Boring too. And gosh, what is this Rosebud thing? That was freaky. Whoa, dude. Anyway, this movie was, was whack and weird. mad boring. <laughs> all right. At this point, I think it's kind of parody. It's got to be parody. At it's, this point. it's not. It no, was a bummer too that, that it was that. all black and white and all the guys looked the same because they all wore suits. <laughs> See, when you started and he used the correct, he said fewer instead of less, I was like, all right, this guy's going to know what he's talking about. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I've heard that complaint a million times. It's like, oh, it was hyped up, and then you see it, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's fine, or oh, I thought it was boring, or mm-hmm. oh, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, not- you have to go on without me, though. It's like Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like Blair Witch. That's his only frame of reference for crosstalk and black and white. That's all he's got. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm assuming it's a guy. I'm He's sorry. never seen a Robert Altman movie. The part where Orson Welles was staring in the corner was not scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let me see what else I got. Citizen Kane Book of Shadows. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to do a little TV uh, before I shift gears here. Um, I want to see if you can guess what this TV show is. Is this you talking about How I Met Your Mother? No. This is a sitcom, let's call it. Uh, family members are not depraved or offensive, just a little dim. This show, however, is strangely off-putting much of the time. It looks grotesque with no redeeming style or charm. Simpsons. Yeah. Oh. And the animation <laughs> is uh, crude, even by TV's low-grade standards. Oh. Oh, they that must is have Richard Zoglin of Time Magazine <laughs> in 1990. They, they must have watched the Babysitter Bandit episode. I think oh. if you watched any Was of the it? first season. Yeah. yeah. It says the, the animation is crude, even by TV's low-grade standards. Except and they're not wrong. It's crude, but it has a lot of style, yes. I think. In that yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely great-looking. They're totally worth watching. But what's here's what's nuts. Classic Chupo. Almost no one was negative. 
to The Simpsons when it debuted. I was really oh, shocked by that because it was controversial, but not with critics. Critics were like, this is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. This rules. This show's totally different. Wow. Also, compared to everything else that was on Fox at the time. Yeah. Look, even Married with Children, which is like, yeah, this is like... Mm-hmm. Sex, yeah. sex, boner, Married boner. with Children is mentioned fart, in every fart, single feet. article. Yeah. Because it's, 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 oh, they it's were really as a connected. jumping off point, because it is crude, yeah. but there's a vulnerability and sensitivity that, that clearly is a James L. Brooks staple, mm. and mm. all critics yeah. like James L. Brooks at this point. They're very complimentary <laughs> towards the English. <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> review I can find because of, I'm just, maybe this part, which I got. Because there's also another show that is written about in the same breath in 1989 and 1990 when The Simpsons is talked about. Is what's the number numero uno show on television? Cosby. It is Cosby. It is that yeah. that or Roseanne? Because I think Roseanne was actually like number one at this mm-hmm. point. Um, oh wow! But for similar reasons to The Simpsons, and so you know, so a bunch yeah. of old timey people started freaking out. That's where you get the Waltons quote because yeah. you just you've turned around in one year, like Full House and all these other mm-hmm. saccharine shows were dominating the top of the airwaves, and then it's The Simpsons, Married with Children, and um, what did we just say? Roseanne. Yeah. That could, I can see how that could freak you out. I don't agree with you. I have to look at a poor person for a half hour <laughs> yeah. at night? What Once happened, a week? What happened to that nice Aussie and Harriet? They seem so happy. Yeah. Stop more right like now, Diane. I need to finish this article from time. Um, <laughs> why is America tuning in? One reason may be the refreshing dose of real-world grit that these shows provide. Uh, says Barbara Cadeau, a psychologist at USC Medical School of Medicine, with Aussie and Harriet, Harriet everyone felt guilty. Mm-hmm. With these new programs, we see that we're doing all right by comparison. <laughs> Alan Poisson, associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and an advisor to The Cosby Show, ah. suggests that these shows and their exaggerated nastiness are an outlet for people who feel like, yeah, they really would like to knock mm. their kid in the head, but they know it's wrong. Right. Jesus Christ. You had to call Harvard for that. This is yeah, he was strange. what, a consultant on the Cosby Show? He was an yes. advisor and his pharmacist. An advisor. Uh, <laughs> okay. This guy uh, also said that he thinks that Homer Simpson might be a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> the only TV dad like that. Or that he should be. <laughs> and uh, here's another TV program. Uh, a wide range of shows, and this is going to be a little hint, in the post-Twin Peaks television landscape have occupied the same Next ignorant two-and-a-half-dimensional world it is not X-Files. Oh. Uh, the show is very well done, but it has a bleakness that seems to be manufactured for no good reason. Buffy? No. That's uh, too many years later. Uh, and it spiraled down towards nothingness. This show pulls viewers down with it just because it can. Any other guesses? From, uh, Post this is from The piece. New Yorker. And I, can, I have another thing I can... Another review I can... I, uh, Sopranos? Ooh, no. I kind of want to say Seinfeld. Ooh, no. Oh, just because it's about nothing and pulling you down into bleakness. Don't guess it until after this sentence. This okay. is from 2008 uh, from the Chicago Tribune. Maureen Ryan writes, This show often demonstrates its characters using chemistry to solve problems, but the show so far doesn't have quite the right uh, ingredients. Mr. Yeah. Wizard's World. Yeah! <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it could use something more combustible in the mix. Oh. Booping boop. Any guesses from 2008? Barking bed. Bar- break, boxing Helena. <laughs> is, it is Borking Bark. Uh, breaking, breaking bad. Like it, oh, what? Borking Bark's the all doggy version. It's so cute. <laughs> and then, I, I, who wrote that? Where does the show go from its chemistry teacher turned drug dealer premise? How long can this be interesting? <laughs> Like, it certainly a, can't have a spinoff. That's also really good. I think that's a. I won't pretend to give critics advice, but it's a real. I don't think that's a good point to bring up in a review of a first episode. Like, how long can this premise last? Isn't this the point? Yeah, like let's find out. Let's <laughs> see. And it, and it, it. I think Breaking Bad. In I, I watched it. This from, drama didn't tie up all of its loose ends in the first episode. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, I watched Breaking Bad from the very beginning. Some somebody I didn't even know said it's like the Coen Brothers made a TV show. They were right. I loved it immediately. Was watching immediately. I had no idea where they were going to bring it because the first season looks like it's just. Is this going to be a comedy? Where like yeah. this normal Pants dude out of the sky. This normal dude. Yeah. Oh, the drug dealer showed up at the he's, birthday party. Yeah. He's in his underwear. Mel- yeah, Malcolm's dad's running around in his underwear. Yeah. It's very yeah. comedy esque to it, me. It, it, I mean, it was very. It's, it's it hard to remember that it took a turn that I don't think if you were watching at the time you truly expected that he was going to become even worse. That yeah. he was be- going killing the dude in the basement. Yeah, Vince yeah, Gilligan said like turning a turning a teacher into Scarface, yeah. like a very bad person that you shouldn't be rooting for because you think you should in the beginning. You see this schlubby guy the world's taking advantage mm. of. His pants are down, and literally mm. the first shot in, of, the, of the entire series, uh, he has cancer. He's got a he's got a kid with a cere- cerebral palsy. Like you have every reason to root for Walter White, and they take all of that away mm-hmm. in the course of like 
three seasons, but not so much the first season, I think. And like, I guess yeah. I can see, you know, seeing your your dividing line between the two eras of TV, like being mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. But like, no, it's Sopranos. We all know that. We all I, know that yeah. it's the post-Sopranos world that led yeah. to Breaking Bad. I did mean to get Sopranos. I just <laughs> forgot. Here's... There aren't any bad ones ever. It's the best. <laughs> one last, one last movie one for this segment because we got to move on. And I have something real fun for you guys. Um, let's see. This comes from the LA Times. The first and crucial thing to say about this movie is that the PG rating is grievously wrong and misleading. Toy Story. LA Times. Ooh, no. Ooh, no. Uh, it is a coarse-grained and explo- exploitive work uh, which depends on excess for its impact. Shrek? Oh, no. This is... Uh, Hmm. Charles Champlin that I could only give away something to Diana oh the kid uh, no that's the reviewer oh I think <laughs> the reviewer written by in the LA then. Times right, in so. June of 1975 John <laughs> and I just only because the next line I had was um ashore it's a bore <laughs> <laughs> awkwardly staged and lumpily written yes it's Jaws. <laughs> It's Jaws getting Awkward a scathing stage. review from the LA Times. Um, I did I did find one negative review for The Sopranos. Did Can you? read it? Yes. Please. Uh, so this is the Orlando Sent- Sentinel. Uh, author is Hal Boddicker. Uh, the series has some potent black humor and good Any acting. Clarence? <laughs> uh, but a gangster's midlife crisis is a weak, unpalatable premise for a series. The oh! Sopranos makes an offer you can refuse. Oh! <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like one of the best pitches in the world is like a guy who runs the local mob is like getting worried about getting older. Dude, like that's yeah. such a great the idea. Elevator pitch for the first season of Sopranos, which again, I don't think what the yeah. series ended up being. It's not about the mafia. It's yeah. like, it's about yeah. the mafia like 50% yeah. of the time. Uh, it's it's about something else. I don't know. It's a beautiful program, people. Mm-hmm. I Which is even trying to avoid talk about it because I feel like I bore the young mm-hmm. kids. They always call it on Battleship Retention. It's it's the show that everyone knows is the best and it's still underrated. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> none of us appreciate it the way it should be. I have a few more for that ass. Um, but I wanted to experiment with something I'm calling a lightning round. Oh, you know what I went to? I went to go try and find what did people say about Rick and Morty's pilot. Rick and Morty, even though fans are making me embarrassed to like the show mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. uh, as of this recording... I love that fucking show. It's like my favorite thing on TV. Yeah. I mean, but it did take a couple episodes for me to get into it. Yeah. I remember people being like, pretty negative yeah, about it. It was the Meeseeks episode where yeah, like, this exactly. is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know that I saw the original episode. Turns out, critics very kind to it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. immediately was seen as, I know. this is a little different. I mean, at worst, it got bees from Entertainment Weekly and the and AV Club. But the opening of the Screen Rants article was what I thought was funny. Just when Fox's Family Guy jumped the shark last week. <laughs> Rick and Morty review. So, what do you think happened on Family Guy that week? Was that when um, what's his name, pundit, uh, terrible Republican, uh, Rush Limbaugh? Was that when Rush Limbaugh was on it? Um, no, okay. no. Oh, was that when Brian died or when Brian it came is, back? Oh my god, it is when right. they killed Brian the same week as Rick and Morty debuted, wow. which seems oddly fortuitous hmm. given that Family Guy, I think, within a certain generation, was the most talked about animated programming. Yeah that week and then not the next one and then they resolved that with time travel like yeah. Rick and Morty would do yeah. <laughs> and they had an actor from the Sopranos replace him uh-huh. for so it all comes together uh-huh. where's the Blair Witch Project in this <laughs> yeah so I what I have for the next segment uh, is largely a little piece of something I'm just calling the lightning round I'm going to throw out a bunch of blurbs from critics doesn't matter who and you can try and guess the movie so I will say this. Middling as a summer blockbuster. Zero as art. And more than a bit alarming as a phenomenon. Says one, says Fernando F. Croce of uh, Cinepassion. This movie is two and a half hours of almost nonstop action. Which while often enthralling eventually gets tiring. It's just go, go, go. Says Bree Beasley of Real.com. Any uh, guess? Dark Knight? Independence Day. Jeez, how did you get Dark Knight from that? Wow. <laughs> how did you get Dark Knight Because it was... Well, uh, I, yeah, I could see The you. website? Yeah. Uh, just put it at a time period in my brain. It's right. You're right. You're right. Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I remembered, like, it was it was number one on IMDb, like, the week it came out. Like, that movie was super universal. The only negative review I ever personally saw mm-hmm. was an image macro of Iron Man next to Dark Knight Batman, and Iron Man said Fun V, and Batman said Humdrum V. <laughs> Which is a reference to the first Iron Man. That's the uh, only like I never saw anyone like be negative about it when it was out, except that. That, that is just like that's the first movie though. Dark Knight is the f- the first movie that I heard of fans getting mad at critics before the fans had seen mm-hmm, the movie, mm-hmm, but the mm-hmm. critics had. 
Mm-hmm. So just, anyone just, that was a little wishy-washy of like, yeah. I like this part, but not well, that part, was always like, you should die. Well, that's, I mean, as we're now 10 years away from it, I and we've had like a million superhero movies, mm-hmm. I still really like The Dark Knight, but I'm like, yeah, but you know, I don't like it as much. And anytime I say that, people are like, what is wrong with you? So, because like, it's, because it's still a fiery I don't feel the need minds. to watch it anymore, but every time I do, I'm like, this is fucking excellent. Yeah, like this looks someone, really good. Yeah, this is yeah, so well done. Put it on, I'll watch it. But. And and I I love that because it was you know we're even us we're going to see these superhero movies day one and mm-hmm. so is everybody else and we kind of stopped talking about them in a week. I don't remember a huge fanfare for Batman Begins. Oh. I know people yeah. saw it. I, know. I know it made a ton of money, but like it was a slow burn of people like this is a weird approach to mm-hmm. Batman. I'm starting to like this. This is really mm-hmm. good. When's the next one coming the out? Memento There's a new trailer! Bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's people slowly freaked out for the Dark Knight. So. I mean, mm-hmm. Dark Knight set up the what the internet, uh, like, coverage cycle of superhero movies is. Absolutely. Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally fucking did. It, and, like, it's just weird to think about it now of a 10-year-old film. <laughs> yeah. A 10-year-old film with no, uh, no bigger universe. It's mm-hmm. just three films. Mm-hmm. Just three films. And but, we were like, man, give us superhero movies every week. We <laughs> will take a short break, and I'm going to use that style to go into a lightning round of Disney movies and then some when we come back. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight Not a footprint to be seen A kingdom of isolation And it looks like I'm the queen The wind is... This episode of Laser Time is also brought to you by Audible. The internet's leading source for audiobooks, spoken entertainment, radio shows. It's pretty damn great. And if you like podcasts and things you plug earbuds into, odds are you're going to dig what Audible has to offer. They've got your bestsellers, your celebrity biographies. I believe an all-new season of Dr. Katz is up there. However, Audible is also a really good place to go for film criticism, film theory, film history. And since this episode is celebrating critics, I thought, why not recommend Life Itself? The memoir by none other than Roger Ebert, one of my favorite critics of all time. Normally that retails for about $30, but you can get it free just by going to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and starting a 30-day free trial. And it's not just that book, it's almost any book they have to offer free at audibletrial.com slash lasertime. Ahoy hoy everybody, this is Bob Mackey, Chris Antista, Henry Gilbert, and when you're done listening to this, we'd like you to check out Talking Simpsons. It's our chronological exploration of The Simpsons only on the Laser Time Podcast Network, where we occasionally talk sports. Daryl, Daryl. When we throw people under the bus, name names, like the insidious Mr. Black. And we're the one podcast that will never sell out to foreign interests. Ooh, the Germans are mad at me. I'm so scared. Ooh, the Germans. The Germans. For all this and more, listen to Talking Simpsons every Wednesday at TalkingSimpsons.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Coming in with a song that you can hear, beloved Disney song, so we can go into our Disney lightning round. Guys, just like we did the Dark Knight section, I'm going to just read you blurbs from a bunch of reviews, and I want you to try and guess which Disney movie this heartless human being (laughs) is talking about. Um, Everybody ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. The storyline is that Joseph Campbell Hero Quest so stripped down to its basics as to become dull. Aladdin? Oh. No. The post-production, flat 3D mutes the color so much that the 2D is preferable. Frozen? No. Uh, Between traumas, the movie serves soothingly banal musical numbers and silly rambunctious comedy. Hercules? Mm. Beauty and the Beast? Mm. Oh, Tarzan. No? Although far from the worst offender in Disney's canon... Uh, it nevertheless hosts of uh, many less savory qualities uncommon to the studio's output. That's not a good one. Um, <laughs> this movie is loaded with hoary biblical reference, rays of light, burning bushes. Oh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. And Shakespearean shout-outs, but, they're all, but that's all they are. Al Adin? 
you, that was the first one you guessed. <laughs> was it? I guess. Forget, oh. forget the musical. Lion King. There you go. Oh, oh sorry, oh, the Shakespeare. Shakespeare. But that's how many negative Lion King reviews are. You yeah. fucking assholes. What is wrong with people? But are all different reviews. Those are all from different reviews. Every <laughs> single one of those. Wow. I, 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 because there was one movie. One movie. Going across Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, again, which I love and we used for Elm Street Nightmare because they incorporate new reviews and criticism from for even for old movies. One movie, zero rotten, zero uh, red in Metacritic. Mm-hmm. Toy Story. Toy Story mm-hmm. has ah. no negative. I, I, and I, I, was, I started this idea on the notion that somebody's going to trash the animation style. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to say it looks wrong and stiff, and this will never be what movies look like. <laughs> and, and nobody did. The critics did not do that. But we're still in the middle of our Disney Lightning quiz! Oh. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. A cavalcade of classic songs, unforgettable moments, gorgeous handcrafted animation, unfortunately, riddled with stereotypes. It's this Aladdin. No. Oh, the boomers love it. They can have it. Uh, Song of the South? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants their son taking his cues from this mean-spirited hero? Emperor's New Groove? Plays as less of a child fantasy of soaring adventure than it does as a retrograde, narcissistic, adult male fantasy of being desired and pursued by every female in the room. Hercules? No. Female in the room. Gotta remember, boomers love it. Baby boomers. Old is what I'm saying. Aristocats. Disney's uh, depersonalizing habit of putting different teams in charge of different sections of the story really shows up here. That's one of the older reviews. Hmm. I'm just going to say no. This is going to be awful. This is my least favorite quote <laughs> of all time. And it's from a, li- like a magazine I've heard of, Slant Magazine. <clears throat> Let me get the sitcom laughter button. Neverland. More like never going to get oh, it, Peter Land. Pan. It is Peter Pan. And that is hilarious, sir. <laughs> what, a way to, what a way to sum up Peter Pan. Peter Pan, I just outside of the stereotypes, is just charming. Like, How can you yeah. not like Peter Pan? He's a poonhound, though. He is. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is. I never. I, the mermaids, honestly, Wendy. Never thought Tinker of that. Are these all like modern reviews or what? They're both. They're a mixture of both. Uh. But you can see it in some of them because uh, somebody somebody said something super old timey in there. I forget exactly what it was said. <laughs> he said, "I had a phosphate and saw this movie, and I spit it out all <laughs> over the guy in front of me." <laughs> There's no time. <laughs> Shut those jaws. No time for yakking. When the Disney lightning round, see, uh, it's not always going to be old movies, so I don't want to. I shouldn't affect this accent. It's going to sway you wrong. See. Uh, this about this movie. What Disney movie is this? The characterizations are fairly coarse cartoons in contrast to the emotionally rich cartoons that have become this hallmark, the hallmark of this studio. Oh. A film that open, uh, a film that opens daringly ends with a shout out. to in, 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 No. No. No, but yeah. ah. you're up. close. It is up. Ah. Wait, I, I re- read more of this because I got to hear up. what Bastard strong, said. Bad things about Up. After a strong takeoff. Mm-hmm. Up lands on dead grounds. <laughs> uh, all this deflated cinema and Pixarism mischaracterizes what good animation can be, as in Coraline, Monster House, Chicken Little, Teacher's Pet, and the Iron Giant. Up's aesthetic I mean, no, failure stems from its emotional Coraline letdown. and Chicken Little nowadays. <laughs> Coraline is excellent. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll go to bad for Coraline. Teacher's Fuck Chicken Little forever, especially for being in Kingdom Hearts for all time. It's yeah. not fair. You did not deserve that. That movie sucks. Um, let's Bolt see. also sucks. It's st- you can't tell, but this is still the Disney lightning round. Um, let me see if you guys can guess this Disney movie from these critical descriptions. This movie was a mirage, not an oasis. Aladdin. Aladdin. It's probably a modern... <laughs> I can't believe it's not Aladdin. Oh. Um, Isn't that really in the desert desert? Even at its highest point, it cannot claim a place next to even the least of the great Disney classics, says the Washington Post. The Little Mermaid? It is The Little Mermaid. Whoa. Oh, that sucks. What a jerk. Yeah. Hmm. It was, what is amazing. That movie hell? fucking rules. Oh. Movie fucking rules. How many? You want to do one more? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll do a ten more. Go okay. for it. <laughs> I, have, I have plenty. Born out of warring needs to both play things safe and be truly bold, so while it's never outright bland, it lacks staying power. Hunchback of Notre Dame. No. Pocahontas. A deeply conservative Disney animated film that left me unmoved. Beauty and the Beast. No. Oh. Uh, it feels like a Las Vegas tribute show. It hits all the recognizable beats without quite capturing the soul of what it's paying tribute to. It's not, but Rockadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> the limber visuals and appealing heroines can't hide the smear of on-the-fly rewrites as the film frequently loses Frozen. track. It is Frozen. Ah. Frozen, which might have the most, but I have a feeling that's because more people were writing about it mm-hmm. when it was yeah. released. Right. And if you don't like Before Frozen, 
You don't have taste. That movie's great. It's fine. Or kids. Uh, or, or no, you probably do have kids, and you're just so sick of the movie. Um, <laughs> let me see. You want? I, I'll give you two more. How about that? Okay. And then we got to shift into uh, some, something. Just a couple more movies. If this movie had anything original to say, it takes place in the first thirty minutes. This film poses as a uh, thinking fans animation, but there's little room for wonder or interpretation in the on-the-nose presentation. Is this Wally? This is Wally. Yeah. This is it's Wally. True, that opening that's, half I was going to say, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it was almost deceptive. That's the only thing they showed I from also, the film. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, so Dave, you got really upset that someone gave Up a bad review. Mm-hmm. When you think of Up, do you think of anything past the first 10 minutes? I mean, I like the dog. Yeah. You enjoy the whole movie? I absolutely yeah, do. Squirrel. Jeff Garland's I, character I, is awesome. I like the whole, no, that's why, we're talking about Up. Oh, no, we're talking about, oh, sorry, Up. I yeah. went back to Up. Up, Up is... I know I, what you're saying. I like the it's, rest of Up, but I think that it's totally without, different. Mm-hmm. But it's also mm-hmm. still a sweet story. It's yeah. it's. I think it's good. Yeah. I just think without that first ten minutes, it is it's an animated movie. Yeah, you know, and I, th- I think the first ten minutes. It's is like a good really movie attached it. to a good Pixar short. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I would have been perfectly happy if all of Wally was silent. Yeah, me too. It's great. I so wanted it to be, and <laughs> they, we kind of thought it might have been, and then it yeah. wasn't until that that last trailer came out. Yeah, but it's still fun. The, yeah. the second half it's totally fun yeah Jeff Carlin's really good in it and yeah. the uh, 2001 computer is good in it <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, and, and it's my favorite Pixar credit sequence yeah Peter Gabriel's mm-hmm. it keeps going oh, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get like a whole other movie in that credit <laughs> sequence it just shows you what, how everybody gets better it's mm-hmm. pretty beautiful okay. actually but in Milani you get Wreck-It Ralph in the credit sequence <laughs> which is pretty great uh, what about this Disney movie a serviceable version of a classic fairy tale minus the crucial touch of magic it says television without pity Oh, remember that site? Television was um, wow. Yeah, it became, became TV.com, I think? It became yeah. something else. It's yeah. academic pop art, overblown but zestless. A cartoon cathedral with all the spiritual feeling of a little golden book. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Jesus, urban cinephile. Is it Hunchback? They said cathedral. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Um, Television Without Pity was like early to mid-2000s. Yeah. Don't, don't obsess with that. <laughs> okay. it, will, it will get us nowhere. <laughs> the scenes, characters, and songs attempt to duplicate the success. This will put a timestamp mm-hmm. on it. Of Mermaid All Too Obviously, says the Washington Beauty and Post. The Beast? It is Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Mm. Beauty That's and a the, little golden book. Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and the Beast the is kind of terrifying. <laughs> and this, it, here, it's this, I'm sorry, Beauty and the Beast is really hard to hate on. Yeah. It's just yeah. such, a, such a pleasant Great. little film. Other I, than the Stockholm Center, being Stockholm Center in the movie. I ate breakfast in the castle and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, she falls for a hot-tempered manimal, but it is, is it any coincidence that he showers her with gifts the whole time? That's a pull. That's a, a pull quote from a very modern review. Uh, better seen, remembered than seen. Beauty and the Beast has been treated unkindly, not just by the years that have passed uh, since it was released to an enormous acclaim in 1991, but a faddish 3D conversion. Mm. The yeah. the dining hall sequences. It's actually it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I just watched it on the big screen again. It it, yeah. it it seemed very pleasant. But that is the end of the Disney lightning round. I can give you oh. one more lightning roundy one. If I read these critics' blurbs, can you tell me what the movie is? It's not mm. Disney. Okay. Okay. Well-regarded film. What should be a joyful romp turns into a stale, soul, uh, sour edge celebration of the new conformist, an affluent, technology-addled cherub without a rebellious whim in his brain. What? Oh. Is it Short Circuit? What? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I just heard a bunch of words. I couldn't put any of those words together. Is it Ferris Wheeler's Day Off? Like, technology is what's throwing me yes. off. Okay. <laughs> wow. what, yes, wait, it okay, is. Okay, so read that sentence again. Because I was, uh, I was thinking It should have been a Bueller. joyful romp turns into a stale, sour-edged celebration of the new conformist, an affluent, technology-addled cherub with a rebellious, without a rebellious whim in his brain. Oh, I guess the computer. Because the mm-hmm. that like, until that last sentence. He uses, sentence, like, technology twice. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's all in the beginning. And, yeah, cell phone, computer, and Unless then a VCR. A payphone is technology. Uh, and so is a Ferrari. Casio keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but up until that sentence, I was like, Ferris Bueller, for sure. Because anytime someone's like, it's supposed to be a romp, but it's just about a rich white kid who's just having fun. Like, I, that's what every modern review of Ferris Bueller I mean, is. Variety I said Ferris, Ferris Bueller exhibits John Hughes on an off day. Ooh. Wow! This is no baby's ba- day out. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, this is Curly no. This is no Beethoven. And fuck that. Pretty, Home Alone three. Pretty Come in pink. Does, in, that does not hold up. Ferris Bueller does. No, yeah. I like to think that Ferris Bueller became so consumed with tech that he became Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. I use these all to trick my mom and dad. Penny. <laughs> Go, go, Gadget, mannequin in my bed. You know, <laughs> here's a critic I, I recognize. I think it's entirely possible that Ferris Bueller is the same from War Games. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. he, again, uses a computer <laughs> to get into genius. trouble. Yeah. So Yeah, then he joined the army. Yeah, no. Then I mean, he gets locked into uh, a giant vault and almost causes mm-hmm. World War III. And then he uh, when goes Ferris to the dresses up as, When yeah. Ferris dresses up as Sloan's daddy, pretty much is in Inspector Gadget. He looks dressed Ga- like Inspector Gadget. That's, yeah. that's yeah. Inspector Gadget cosplay right there. 
Uh, wow. Kiss for Penny? Ferris, uh, Time Out says Ferris, <laughs> Ferris is an admittedly entertaining, at times delightful fellow. However, unfortunate uh, that no one got to wring the neck of this little bastard. <laughs> Gene Siskel says a film that doesn't seem to know what it's about until the end. What the fuck are you talking about, Gene? I'm glad you died first. Jesus, um, come on, Gene Siskel. Rules. It's like the third time I've said this this week. What's going on? Um, but that concludes uh, the lightning round portion. I have just two more left to read uh, to you guys. Can you guess what film this is? Judging by the negative review from the LA Times. You might hope from the op- opening of this movie that we're in for another Buckaroo Bonsai. A movie crammed <laughs> with so much visual and verbal invention uh, and character detail that it almost burst. No such luck, says Sheila Benson. Howard the Duck. No. <laughs> another Buckaroo it's, Bonsai. It's big, cartoonish, and empty. Oh, shit. Um, big Trouble in Little China. Uh, is it your favorite rabbit? <clears throat> never, never bothered to read a re- negative review of that. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just thinking about the around the time. They're frame. out there. I've read With them. an interesting premise that is underdeveloped and overproduced. This movie hails from the year 1985. Terminator? Back to the Future? 1985! Ah, no! Ah. No, I refuse to believe this. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. Of the few negative reviews out there, Sheila Benson's LA Times review is pretty, pretty sad. The only negative review I'll accept is... Too incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> Not incestuous enough. Who <laughs> the fuck is mom? Says Pornhub. And <laughs> so much titty, says the, says the comment immediately underneath. Um, last one. Last one. Um, you know that the picture is offering you a pact. You agree to be a kid again in return, for which this movie will give you old-time movie thrills expressed in slick modern cin- cinematic terms. No thanks. Where's the Lost Ark? It is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Stanley Kaufman from the New Republic. This movie Fuck you, is Stanley a, Kaufman. Look I it up. Is said, he dead? I almost said ET for that. I need Diana. I need Diana to to interpret here because I don't okay. know what the fuck this guy is saying in 1981. Stanley Kaufman. Uh, Stanley Kaufman. <laughs> Let's look at this motherfucker. Uh, this, ca- this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. Don't oh hassle God. these people. He might Matt's be. No, I just want to know him. if he's dead. He might be alive. Uh, oh my god! I got his address. Let's go. Look, I have. I, <laughs> look, I can tell you something positive from all these negative reviews in a second. But he goes on to say this movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, is he died a, in 2013. Okay, everybody, calm down. It's okay. Oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Very is sorry a, for his family. Raiders of the Lost Ark is an eloquent it testimony of faith in pastness. The fact that it's set in 1936, that the hero can wear corny 1930s fedoras, that we can see 1936 automobiles and airplanes and old-fashioned, unpsychologized villainies. All this underscores a feeling that Spielberg is one more. Minerva Chevy, M I N I V E R C H E E V Y, born he believes too late. Spielberg. Uh, none of this is as much regard for the past as it is a refuge from the present. Nostalgia used to be a characteristic of older people. Now there are probably more youthful nostalgia addicts than ever before in history. When the fuck wow. could, you could say that anytime. This is a review. So, for, I love that this is a review from thirty-five years ago. Yes, and they're yeah. saying. Fucking nostalgia with these fucking kids. You got nothing to be nostalgic about. You're 25. It's like, yeah, no. Lucas and Spielberg were very clearly nostalgic for, you know, very goofy... Uh, you know, throwbacks, s- throwback serials mm-hmm. that they remember. They have more in common, were, than... but they were old when they were kids. Yeah, they were like yeah. not around. They were those guys weren't alive in the twenties and thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they probably. I mean, if I had to guess, TV because back in yeah, the day, they, they, saw, they them saw them on TV or movie movie movies. theaters used to have kids matinees yep. at like ten thirty in the morning where you could just dump your kids all day. That's great. They would be unsupervised. And they would absolutely run amok, and you would show terrible, terrible <laughs> movies it, like eight of them in a row. It's why I thought it was alive. When all when like Peter Pan and Willy Wonka came out, because they would just show movies at noon or two, and my parents would just let's go sync them over yeah. there and go to Home Depot for a little. <laughs> exactly. Bit. By the way, Stanley Kaufman strikes again with Roger Rabbit. I, no, 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 no. So uh, it's only fair. For, uh, Stanley Kaufman wrote the plot, the gags, the action are so stupid and strident, so unfunnily par- parodic that the film's only interest is wondering how they did the mix of animation and live action. That is a two out of ten. That oh, uh, two Stanley, out of ten, which is less than half of the next lowest. Uh, How did this review. guy die? Was he brutally murdered? <laughs> Let's look well, it up. Here is the silver. Hey, someone's got to be. Here is no, the silver. Someone has to be this guy. Here's the silver lining here. Uh, I, a lot of these places that gave these scathingly negative reviews of modern classics. The biggest, my biggest help here was the Wayback Machine because their sites don't exist. Mm. And if you hate something that the whole world is embracing that much odds are you work for an outlet that's not going to be around much longer because you have no idea where the pulse is 
Uh, and and I worry about that all the time. So please, I just finished a Nightmare on Elm Street show that it turns hmm. out twenty year olds don't have any interest. Wait, in. so uh, since I've been bashing the Star Wars prequels <laughs> since they first came out, <laughs> does that mean I'm about to disappear from existence? No, you were pretty on. You were pretty on point with that. I was yeah, just ahead are, of my time. Diana, I, I I just watched those movies again. It turns out they're not very good. Yeah, <gasps> yeah I know. I'm the first person to say it. <laughs> it's all about hot takes on Laser Time. But you see, I disagreed with everyone at the time. That's why I feel like the outlet that is me. It's about to vanish. But I'm glad you brought uh, Roger Rabbit. I don't know if you noticed this, but the last four were all things you have called your favorite movies. Yes. Or yep. I asked Diana's husband before you came on. Watch and it every he Christmas. He said Raiders. I was shocked. I didn't. I didn't think that would every be Diana's Christmas. favorite movie. Oh, wow. every yeah. Christmas. It's he tweeted b- about it today too. It's, Did he? Uh, yeah. yeah, what, yeah I told him not to say anything. <laughs> no, he just tweeted about just a random fact about oh, okay. Raiders yeah. Lost. Yeah. Watch it every Christmas. It's the perfect movie for a Jew at Christmas. <laughs> It is, uh, like, as a whole, like, if I... I actually used to have, um, I had a sketchbook that I would bring to comic book conventions, mm-hmm. and anytime I got a, a comic book artist to draw something for me, I would always have them draw Indiana Jones for me, because I'm huh. a huge Indiana Jones fan, and Raiders is just... Raiders is, like, I think the perfect action movie. Yes. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. It has maybe the best ride based on a uh, franchise uh, mm-hmm. at Disneyland. Uh, really good. Disney a good Land, yeah. uh, that has to go to Song of the South. That's the mm-hmm. best ride in the park. That's right. You know, you're <laughs> For right. For the worst movie. Yeah. <laughs> what about Escape from Thunder Mountain? Escape. That was a movie, right? It's, it's gonna be a movie. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Zac Efron is... Super Space Mountain. No, Mega it's, Mountain? It's going to happen. Um, Jesus Christ. And then part of this was inspired by... I, I don't. I keep seeing it more and more as we look through the comments on LaserTimePodcast.com, where this show and our other fine shows live. That people, the hosts, don't like anything I like. I'm like, that's impossible, or you wouldn't <laughs> be here. Like, why do you think because we don't like one thing that we're just we don't gel as human beings? <laughs> These are just. And I, it, I've been yeah, a critic before. You get tired. People can like or I mean, I don't care if someone I don't have enough like energy to hate something I don't <laughs> yeah. like. I usually just don't engage in it. I forget. Yeah. Like if I see a movie I don't like or I watch a TV show I don't like, like I just stop thinking about it and it yeah. leaves my brain. And if I say I hate Full House, it's because I'm more I, I more like giving Matt shit <laughs> than I hate Bob Saget. I don't like Full House. <laughs> yes, I just you love it. I love it. <laughs> but I love that I was a kid and watched a shitty show. Like I, that, that's the best part too. Is like a lot. Of time, I mean, you always say laser time is about mm-hmm. looking into things we loved when we were kids and mm-hmm. reevaluating mm-hmm. them. And like, we do that a lot too. And then people get mad at us for that as well. Because yeah. you said someone got mad because we don't some like all are, that. Some things are letter, better left in the past. <laughs> all that is objectively bad. I it watched, just is. I watched all that for like more hours than probably a lot of our listeners have been alive. It's, it's why <laughs> like, I don't. I gave it my time. If I, like, if I, we were having this as a real argument, I'd say, all that, you, you should see, you can't do that on television. Now, that's poorly written kids' comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and I don't do that because that show kind of blows. It's just, this odd curiosity that was on every day when I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, whatever. You can like, what, wild like whatever now. you want. The, the Raiders, the Raiders and Star Wars reviews though are fucking fascinating. Try and track down mm-hmm. the uh, the negative reviews for those two because it's just strange seeing people like these people are writing from the perspective like I I fucking know old Hollywood. Who do these kids think they are reveling in my nostalgia? It's it's really really strange. That is an interesting point though. Like if if some like up and coming teen made something that was like retro late eighties early nineties mm-hmm. now, yeah, I'd be like, dude, that's like right before you were born. Why are you why are you doing this? It was the revelation that one, I'm this. I sometimes do that with Stranger Things because mm-hmm. I know yep. those people weren't born in the actual era that I was <laughs> that they're depicting. Yeah. And it makes it look like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have more in common with Quentin Tarantino. That they succeeded by calling back on an old formula that nobody was really addressing anymore. Mm-hmm. That they have more, they succeeded more in their knowledge of film and what they liked than what they thought the public would like. I don't know. Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. But I thought this was a fun episode of research. Yeah. I hope you guys had a good time. We do. We have... Jesus, yeah. we have over 300 episodes like this, Woo. including a quiz we did recently. What was that quiz about? Fast fictional fast, fast food, food oh, restaurant. Fast food. You yes. should check that out. All that Fast-ish. and more, podcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your dumbass podcasts. You know, can, I, can I say what one that, more thing, though? What's what interesting is that all the movies you've talked about, they're all movies that it's very easy to get on the first watch. There's mm-hmm. a lot of huh. movies, especially classics, that you... were a slow burn. You know, people generally like Citizen Kane originally, but something like Vertigo, Hitchcock's masterpiece. Huh. People didn't like it? People did not like it huh. at all. Mm-hmm. It took a long time for it to build up, and now it's considered seriously one of the top five movies or, of uh, all time. Blade Runner. We've been talking about Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Granted, it was the worst Both of those it. movies, slow as shit on my first viewing, and mm-hmm. then I look, I know to look forward to things, yeah. and it feels very fast. So I, I think that on top of, uh, you know, given critics who slam things a break you know sometimes you need a second watch 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that goes for that you, helps. mother. Or whatever <laughs> controversial movie is out in, uh, when you're listening to this. Uh, but again, latertimepodcast.com, you can find this in all of our many other fine shows. This entire team does a weekly show on Thursday about what happened 30, 20, and 10 years ago in the past. Woo-hoo. 30, 20, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of us uh, often appear on uh, Talking Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And Talking Simpsons, by the way, like we're in the like the thick of some of the best episodes ever made. Oh, of yeah. The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the DVD is sitting in front of me, and I've just been looking and, at the list of them. And, <laughs> and what I love to do is go to SNPP, the Simpsons archive, and you can you can re- read uh, Usenet. Uh, I love doing that. Uh, shit. News group True. reviews of of like these classic oh, episodes, God. and it's like this is too outlandish. F minus for <laughs> the the comet episode. Like what? Yeah. How do you think that? That that is my favorite episode yes. of season six so far, and yeah. I liked it so very much. People, you go to lasertimepodcast.com, which so many of you never do. <laughs> uh, you can go to the or talkingsimpsons.com. Go to the Bart's Comet page, and I made something very very special for you: <laughs> a barnyard mo uh, ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> You can see the video that appears in or just grab the ringtone for your iPhone or Android, drag it on your device. It'll work automatically. We did that for you. Talking Simpsons, baby. And on YouTube.com slash LazerTime, uh, please subscribe, but also click that little bell icon because it's very important because every time we start streaming on that network, every time we put a video up, every time we do anything on YouTube, you'll get a notification and you know about it yeah. immediately. And you can still not watch like normal, but like it'll, you'll know at least when click something on happens. It, when I when leave I the room. work my ass off for a week to, to highlight the dumbest Freddy Krueger kills of all time which somehow YouTube didn't copyright flag is now up there and I want you guys to see it even though you didn't like uh, Elm Street Nightmare I am now the expert on what the dumbest kills in Freddy history are and I can show you and I'm in the video while my voice is fucked up and I look terrible while I'm sick why did I do that to myself anyway yes anyway there's also a video game apocalypse so if you want to talk about video games uh, yeah, maybe we do a crossover or something get uh, Michael to look into yeah, games that were unfairly reviewed, or yeah. just just the one-off bad. What is review. the Blair Witch Project of video games, Diana? <laughs> <laughs> it the the Blair Witch was Project okay, game. and all the people looked the same. Uh, all right, but that is it for us. We're gonna go read that again. <laughs> we'll see you next week, people. Every Monday. As old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. After the cupboard with you now, Chip. It's past your bedtime. Good night, love.